coming home. It's coming home, Ben. Hey Miller, the curse is finally over. The curse is finally over. Remember guys, we wrote the rules of the game. We wrote the rules back in, what was it, 150 years ago. We wrote the rules. This win is largely due to the support of you guys. Hey guys, we're back again. Russell Robertson live. G'day guys, welcome to Robbo Live after another week. Another ripping show ahead, Davo. How are you? Good. No, you're not. No, I'm not great. What was <laughs> it? Croaky? Davo had a big night last night. Hello, Ruth. Straight onto it, Ruth. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Melbourne supporters out there. Welcome to you wherever you're listening from. If it's the podcast, listen later uh, stuff and uh, Spotify. I've got to keep going. I've got to keep spruiking it, mate. I know, but the way you, every time you go to explain the podcast or the podcast where it's available, app. where is it available? Podcast oh. app. Because I just go to Which the, one? The podcast app. I go app. to the podcast app on my phone, don't you? And yeah, then, the then, Apple podcast app or the Spotify podcast. You just do that from now on. Hello, Nikki. Good to hear from you. As always, she's always there. Should be a good test for us this week, Mally says. Hello, Mally. Your pickles are amazing. Thank you very much. I've already gotten through those. What? Mwah. Mally has made... So I went to Mally's... What was it, Mally? Was it your 70th birthday? I went to her 70th as a surprise, and I was truly blown away by how shocked she was to have me at her party. She was so emotional and happy. It was oh, wonderful. Wow. And I must have told her somewhere along the line that my mum made the most amazing relish, and I love all that pickles and relish stuff. So my mum... So Mally, I suppose you could call her a Melbourne mum, but I've got a couple of Melbourne mums that jump on this uh, show... She has made me pickles every year, ever, ever she ma- whenever she makes a batch. That's she amazing. always yells out to me from the MCG, front row of the MCG, when I'm doing my on-ground announcing, Robbo, here's your pickles. Really? <laughs> that sells them. We need the pickles on the show. I'm one that loves pickles yeah. on scones. Oh, that's weird. Butter, scones. As, is that weird? That's old pickles. school, I reckon. Green pickles. Green pickles. Yeah. Butter. Like on cheese, when you put them on cheese Bit with of crackers. cheese. Bit of cheese and green pickles. Oh. Scones have jam and cream normally. Yeah, so, but that's the sweet right? one. Okay. Hello, Melinda. Should, um, we, should we get to our guest? Yeah, you want to get, get Wanganine on? Uh, Gavin Wanganine is an absolute gentleman, true superstar, one of those really nice guys, incredible Indigenous player, Essendon into Port Adelaide, two-time Premiership player. All his, he's an Australian Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame for both Brownlow of those medalist. clubs. Brownlow medalist. Wow. Check this out, uh, Dave. I press play. But he clear, Gavin Wagner, the 1993 Brown Middle. Johnson took his time. Wagner will kick it over. Are on their way. He's headed for a second flag. Number four, Gavin Wagner. Oh, your brother. <laughs> What's going on, pal? Where are you? Oh, just up in Sydney. Excuse the Sydney. background here. Bit of a, some cupboards in the hotel I'm staying in at the moment. Lovely, lovely decor you have yeah. there. What are you doing in Sydney, mate? Well, 
I'm actually doing Dancing with the Stars at the, oh. at the moment, filming that. So that's been a very interesting process for me. Uh, I cannot believe you're doing I said I couldn't dance at the beginning. So there's, the, oh. the, expecta the expectation is not too high, which is good. So okay. Okay. unlike yourself, you know, being a muso, and musos can dance, can't they? So well, I, don't, I don't mind dancing, actually. I'm waiting for a call. It would have been fantastic. But, mate, I, the, the question has to be asked, are we going to do the – the Brody Holland, Anthony Kudafidi's shirt off dance at any stage. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I oh, look. I mean, no way, mate. I'm not, <laughs> not enough mix of that, but. Uh... Oh, mate! I'll, well, look, I'm going to vote for you every single week. Uh, you've got to give me. I, I suppose it's all the ballroom stuff. Is it, has it been intense? The training is the first question. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah, very, mate. It's um, a few old sort of back back injuries and. Ankle problems sort of starting to creep in a bit, but um, hey, it's just got to keep pushing through. Um, yeah. It's more physical than what you think. Right. Yeah, so it's, uh, but yeah, look, it's, hey, I've just put myself uh, out there in terms of stepping outside my comfort zone. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's challenging, but it's got to have a crack, brother, as you know. That, that I love that attitude. That's what I've, I've said from, I mean, obviously, when I do the music, a lot of people sort of, there's naysayers everywhere, and I'll try to put you down and tell you not to do it. But it's no, it's not what it's about. It's about just giving everything a go. That's what life's life's all about. They only wish that they could do it, mate. I cannot wait to to watch this now. This is going to be absolutely uh, awesome. You've got to give me some sort of indigenous moves in there as well. Surely, surely you got to uh, build that into it. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think I mean, you know, they they're quite traditionalist and. Yeah. Uh, um, you know the the ballroom dancing. So yeah, um, yeah, it's been a very uh, interesting process. It was a bit hard early days. I'm just starting to find a little bit of confidence in in some areas now, but uh, a little way to go yet. But um, I'll keep working. I reckon you'll be fine because I obviously, I mean, we we caught up not long ago and we talked about our careers over in and at the gather round in Adelaide, which was great. Yeah. It was an amazing event over there, and we'll get to that in a second, but. We're talking about your career and, and the days back in Essendon, and that's what I remember the most. I mean, we played against each other when you were at Port, but the Essendon days, that was before my career, and I was a Carlton supporter, and you had some titanic battles against Carlton back in the day, obviously a premiership. Uh, but those those marks, and you were always really balanced, always a, a steady, balanced player, that arched back of yours <laughs> going hell for leather, always landed on your feet. You're like a cat, mate, so I'm sure you're going to be dancing with the correct posture. Well, the posture, yeah, thanks for those kind of words. And, you know, I love my Bombers uh, years over in mm -hmm. Melbourne. But, um, yeah, mate, I don't think the, the, the footy, you know, the cat-like stuff is going to help me on the dance floor. It's a completely different um, <laughs> kettle of fish, you know. I'm not wearing footy boots anymore. <laughs> I, don't feel, I don't feel comfortable because I've got dancing shoes on. So... <laughs> oh, I love it, mate! You did like you say. You you put yourself out there. You try something new. What what's the worst that can happen? Hey, <laughs> look! I just want to you know like there's going to be viewers at home thinking. I just want to be a realist and keep it real, and I want to connect with the viewers at home in terms of, oh yeah, I oh, I'd be like him. Yeah, he, he's okay. That's exactly not the best, but he's having a crack and he's okay. Yeah, I'd be like him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I say to everybody. If you're up on stage and you make a mistake, the crowd loves it because then they're like, oh, well, he's just like us. You know, it endears you to the people. So if you fall over, mate, just remember that. Uh, <laughs> if, if everyone was the, the, the most perfect dancer, the show would be boring because, exactly. you know, you could exactly. have fun.
Now, mate, I know uh, we're on to talk about, obviously, the big game, uh, the yep. Melbourne uh, taking on Port uh, tomorrow night. It's going to be awesome. Um, but I, uh, we, when we caught up, we were talking a lot about what you're doing now. And and we went back and recounted those Essendon days. And I know they're very special to you. Obviously, premiership player at Essendon, um, uh, you know, Kevin Sheedy was like a father figure to you. Some of those, I mean, it was a really great age and a great era of football, those early 90s, um, some amazing teams. And you were a big part of it, obviously, being a Brownlow medalist. Uh, tell me about your Essendon days. And, of course, now your son, Tex, is uh, at your, your your beloved red and black. So you, you love the club, yeah? Yeah, obviously have a great history there, being, um, you know, premiership player and spending seven years there and, and you know, being a Brownlow medalist at the, the, the big Victorian club uh, that it is. Um, special days for me from 17 to 24, growing up years and just experiencing the, the Essendon faithful and uh, the connections with the supporters uh, is something I'm extremely proud of. And to see Tex, um, you know, starting to make his way as well, following mm. the footsteps. So it was a beautiful chapter in my life, something I'm extremely proud of. Yeah. I absolutely should be, mate. It was, uh, it was. It, I mean, obviously, I was a Carlton supporter growing up, so that's why I mentioned the, the the great Titanic battles against some great teams. I mean, you had some great Geelong teams and Hawthorne teams. Yeah, it was a great era of football, and you're in the back line, and you became a bit more of a utility as you went to Port Adelaide. But in the at Essendon, you were this halfback going back with the flight of the ball, taking hangers. But you were taking hangers against some of those prolific goal scorers of the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, what was that like, going back into plugger space and, and, and Piggy Dunstall and those guys? Yeah, look, it was, you know, just a young fellow who didn't really have a lot of fear. And I, I didn't really care, to be honest with you. I actually sort of saw it as a feather in my cap. If I'm just going to be flying from the side and having a crack at my marks, yeah, that's what got, got me going. And I got off on that. So yeah. it really did show um, me flying from my marks, bouncing off some of those guys, getting a few knees in the back here and there. But I kept doing it. And, mm. and I just wanted to, yeah, sort of um, just attack, yeah. take the game on from, on from the defensive 50 and not just be someone who's nullifying an opponent. I want them to worry about me. So I just... I was just gone. Every time I got that footy, I'm I'm off. They got to chase oh. me. So yeah, um, that was uh, really uh, something that I'm proud of. To, and I feel in a way that it was you know where I sort of created a bit of a wave of um, you know uh, attacking defenders through my yeah. time there, which probably was the case. Um, something I'm extremely proud of. Well, I reckon I agree with that because defenders were always big, strong guys. You know, spoiling the ball, but then there this new era of attacking halfbacks and 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 uh, you know, really defensive-minded sort of minded sort of halfbacks, but also attacking as well. And you you were right up there with one of those new archetypical sort of players that wasn't massive, you know, but your your courage was always phenomenal to watch, and that's what I love watching about you. And yet, you, you we were talking about this, and and we'll move on to Port Adelaide in a minute. But your boy Tex plays high as well. He's up in the air. He likes to take a mark, but he's pro probably playing a bit more forward over at Essendon at the moment. Yeah, that's right. He's um, learning his craft as a, a small forward. He's six foot, um, so he's not a tiny fellow, but not a big fellow and just a good size. Yep. And, yeah, he's uh, finding his ways, you know, playing as that half forward. You're not always the focal point. No. Uh, and you've got to live off crumbs and, and, and often um, you don't get a lot of good footy unless you're midfield uh, getting a fair share of the of the ball. So, um but it's a good learning curve for him. Who knows? I mean, I think he's got a – well, he has, he, he'll be able to play midfield as well. He grew up yeah. playing midfield. So he'll have a few string to, strings to his bow uh, as he gets a bit older and as he develops. 
Well, at least he had that. But I tell you what, you know, it is starvation corner half the time. If you're not, yeah. like you said, the one being kicked to, David Neitz said to me the other day, Robbo, you'd have been a great player if I wasn't born. <laughs> I said, very true. Because whenever he didn't play, I reckon I averaged five goals. Because <laughs> I'm just kicking at him every time. Yeah, wouldn't you love it just being the centre point of, you know, 80% of the ball coming in? Gee, you get a fair fair amount of chances, wouldn't you? Absolutely, and that's why. That's why I tended to hurt him a bit when I jumped on his shoulders and with my knees <laughs> smack him in and around the – he used to love that, mate. Well, there's less about that. Uh, let's talk about that that wonderful year you had when you won the Brownlow and obviously a premiership as well. Uh, um, did, did you win the Norm Smith? I don't know. You won the Michael Tuck. I know that. What a, what a an era for you that was. Yeah, it was an amazing year. The Baby Bombers that year of 93 were a bunch of young kids. Well, half the team and the other half were experienced campaigners. So mm. it was a good blend. Um, but, yeah, you know, six or seven teenagers, I mean, you'd probably never see that again, would you? Mm. No. Uh, ever. Um, so it was a very unique year for the footy club and, you know, most people have heard of the Baby Bombers and yeah. it's um, something I'm extremely proud of and so are the, the other, you know, the rest of the, you know, t- premiership teammates there. They know how special that year was because we probably never really um, had a chance at the beginning of the year. No one gave us a, a chance. But as the, the year grew on, we, we played an attacking, attacking brand of football and we had the good older heads um, keep us in check and give us that experience. So it was an amazing year. Mm. I know Michael Long talks fondly about Kevin Sheedy and what he meant uh, to his life and, and giving him the opportunity. What what sort of coach was Sheeds to you? Um, what what, did, what does he mean to you? Yeah, look, he was like a far, father figure, Sheeds. He he loved these players. He, he'd go into bat for them. He'd protect his players. And he just had so much real passion. It was the passion and, and, and the care that he had yeah. which really stood out and... He was ahead of his time because he liked the attacking brand of footy and he came from an era, era where he was uh, old school back pocket, tough, hard as nails, shivers at Sheedy, you know. Mm. He, he came from that ilk where it was so physical and they'd hurt you back in those days, they'd yep. kill you. Yep. So he didn't mind the attacking brand of footy and he, he was happy to mix things up. So he, he flew threw me into the midfield on many occasions from half-back when we needed needed a bit of an injection at, at half-time. Mm. So he was just ahead of his time, but a, just an amazing coach. He had that ability to get you up, to get you fired up with yeah. the, the tones in his voice, and he had that genuine nurturing nature. Mm. Now, you played against, and I know this is a, very much a Melbourne show, but they've yeah. been really enjoying a guest that we get on and get that different perspective from clubs. What was your perspective of Melbourne in those early 90s? Even 94, obviously, was a great sort of uh, a year for the Demons. I think 1990, they were pretty good as well. But you probably remember a little bit more about 94. Who did you play on in and around that time before I got to the club in 97? Who was who was the man you had to mark? And, and what do you remember about the Ds of those days? Yeah, I remember the, the Ds were very physical back in my era when I was playing with Essendon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I... I played on, was it Hilton? Joffa, yeah. Joffa. He was a very physical player, and yeah. I was a bit younger than him, so he, he'd He's get mad. a little bit, because maybe because yeah. I was running off a bit too much, he didn't like. So <laughs> I just remember the physicality of playing yeah. the Demons at the MCG. So I think we had one real tight game in 92, going yeah. back a couple of years, where I think we were, Melbourne were up by 46 points at three-quarter time or something. Wow. Something ridiculous. Wow. And we, we end up getting up. Wow. 
I don't I'd remember that, that one. So for the Melbourne, you know, Demon supporters out there, no, they'd remember game, but they probably remember that some of them, the old school supporters. It was just that was just a once in a lifetime sort of game where we, we, we'd never expected to win that at three quarter time, forty odd points up. Yeah, wow. at three quarter time. So there, there, there's some of the memories that stick in my mind. Mm. And then you obviously head back uh, over the border, back home. You grew up in Mount Gambier, am I right? Saying you're... I was born there, but grew up, didn't didn't hang around there for too long. Then grew up uh, in on, in the Eyre Peninsula at Port Lincoln, okay. and then moved to Adelaide. Beautiful and... spot. And you go back to Port Adelaide to play. Uh, how hard was that decision to leave Essendon, firstly, and then tell me about your Port Adelaide days, mate? Yeah, it was a, obviously a hard decision to to leave a great club like Essendon, who where I. I'd grown up in a way um, from 17 to 24, and but you know I'd achieved a lot of success, so much success that if I hadn't achieved that success, I probably never would have left. If yeah. I hadn't reached the premiership, you know the glory days. Um, but it was just a, a pull to go home, and you know looking back on it, it was just one of those things. And um, to to play, you know, from Port Adelaide in their first year to experience that, and then. Um, to see, you know, the Port Adelaide power, the club, you know, the, the evolution of, you know, from Port Magpies into, you know, Port Adelaide power. Yeah. Um, to be, be a part of that journey and, and win that premiership in 04, our only premiership, yep. uh, after a couple of really solid, successful years yeah. where we didn't get any reward in September, it was awesome to get the 04 premiership because we could have easily have got zero. An enjoyable era in terms of, you know, winning that first premiership in 04. And uh, after three or four, you know, years prior, where we we've been in the box seat to win a premiership, but uh, the great Brisbane Lions won three in a row. So and we'd had great tussles with them. Mm. So to get 04 was so special because we could have could easily have ended up, you know, twisted old men with, yeah. with no premierships whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. Completely jealous. Didn't get one. 2000, we were there and abouts, but I was a young kid then, so it would have been a – we were a bit like the Baby Bombers in 2000. We had a lot of – we had that good balance like you talk about. Yeah. You know, Stephen Phoebe and those guys were yeah. around still. But uh, we had a lot of young kids coming through, Cameron Bruce, Brad Green, you know, Paul yes. Wheatley, those sorts of guys, but yeah. we weren't able to beat that amazing Essendon of 2000. But then the Brisbane Lions come along. And they're this all-conquering team for three years, and then you were able to smash them, and they were still a really good side in that. Pre- I mean, that was an amazing grand final there. Choppy Pickett running around doing whatever he wanted, and yourself, mate, it was would have been a phenomenal feeling. And what you play football here for, yeah? Absolutely, you play footy to to win the premierships and to experience that um, that glory with teammates at the MCG in front of a full house, most yep. of Australia watching, goosebumps on the back of your neck when you walk out through the race onto the ground you hear the roar that's that's what it's all about their, their memories you'll never ever forget yeah. so yeah. Um, i'm blessed to, to to have been able to experience that twice one with Essendon and, and one with port adelaide that's right all right so let's talk about the game quickly and then we're going to talk a bit about what you're into now obviously this melbourne team you know you watch they're they're pretty good aren't they and they're uh they're in abouts and they're coming up against a red hot port adelaide at the moment you know Word that Charlie Dixon might be playing after a week off with that quad. Um, a really good side that last year didn't quite get what they wanted out of it. And this year they've, you know, really toiled away in the background. And I feel like they're one of the, the form teams of the competition. It certainly is. I mean, poor and great form. I think they've won their last five, maybe six. And and the D's just the, 
solid outfit and got some absolute, you know, champions of the game in Petrarca and, and Oliver and the likes and their defensive, you know, unit with, you know, May and, and Lever um, is, you know, pretty good outfit. And then the power guys are, are tickling okay. You got the young, um, is it Rosie and then and Butters who are in, who are very very uh, smart midfielders and electrifying players. So it's going to be absolute ripper of a game. Yeah, hundred percent. And I like what you say about um, Port Adelaide. Probably will find it hard against that amazing backline that we've got because Maisie's, uh, if not, I think he's the best. Uh, well, let's say he's the best full back in the competition. He's the best yep. backman. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put man up. So I reckon he is. I'd hate to play on him. And then you got Lever who's coming in from the side. So it really feels like to me. Whoever wins it out of the middle of the ground, really, like those couple of names that you mentioned, and then Horn Francis, and it's like, wow, Bokey, obviously the level head, you know, yeah. it's going to be an absolute clash of the Titans in the middle of the ground, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, the game will be won or lost in the midfield, and but the, the ball movement patterns, if you want to beat Melbourne, it has to be fast ball movement. So if it's slow, yeah. I mean, those two big fellas in, in May and Lever will just get their hands on it, get a fist on it, or mark the football. So, um, you know, it's not going to be uh, rocket science. They have to move the ball extremely fast and be consistent yeah. at it. But if it's slow ball movement, Port won't have any chance whatsoever. Mm. Oh, look, at it. it's over there too. So it's going to be, I mean, I think it's even, isn't it? I mean, the bookies might have Melbourne slightly ahead and that's that's a position on the, the ladder maybe and, and form second plays fourth. So this, I cannot wait to watch this game of football and I'm sure you'll be uh, taking a break from your, your dancing with the stars to uh, tune in and watch a little bit, Absolutely. practicing in front of the mirror. <laughs> Absolutely. Bit of everything going on there. Uh, now, last thing I want to talk about before I let you go, mate, uh, you've stepped into a couple of different things uh, post-football, and I've seen that, but we were talking about one that really piques my interest because I love coffee, and I know you love coffee too. But Juju is a a, a new company that you've you've – I don't know, you'll tell us whether you've started or where it came from. Yep. And my uh, missus and I, we've got a new hair, hair salon down in Parkdale and yep. we're installing your coffee machines with the Juju Coffee for all our clients when they come in. Tell us a bit about it. Oh, thanks, Robo. Thanks for supporting me. That'll be uh, awesome. <laughs> so Juju Coffee, um, I it started because I, I wanted to create a really good coffee pod. Um, so when you use your Nespresso machine and, uh, and, and, the, and the coffee comes out with the water, that it's got the beautiful you know smells of coffee and it tastes like the coffee that you get at the shop so that was yep. my endeavor to, to do that i think i've done that yep and we also do brilliant beans so yeah, it's called juju coffee and uh we're online and we're nespresso compatible um i love my coffee i'm very very um big on on you know drinking coffee and i'm a bit of a coffee snob so yeah. I'm, I'm putting that into to my coffee as well so you feel yeah. Want to, want to have a try, guys? Yeah, just get online and check out Juju Coffee. Well, we're going to chuck the link up here so people can uh, jump on that and and do that. So it's probably on the screen right now. Dave, I'll sort that out. Uh, I I reckon you probably got that coffee snob from your Melbourne days because I came from what? Tassie and we didn't drink coffee there. We come over to Melbourne and it's all about the latte <laughs> circuit, isn't it? That's it, coffee capital of the world, eh, in, in Melbourne. So I probably got it from there. <laughs> well, there you go. All Melbourne supporters and all the Melbourne corporates that are watching this, make sure you get that Juju coffee into your, in your businesses or whatever, your houses or whatever it is. <laughs> Mate, that's been an awesome chat. I really love that, talking about the – I mean, it was a real housing day of football for me and everyone's got their their, their – 
I guess their memories and, and their youth in, in foot, football. For me, it was those early 90s, late yeah. 80, early 90s, and the Baby Bombers were a massive part of that because my Blues used to play against them and Melbourne were there and abouts as well and we had to take on Essendon all the time. What a great club. And then you go on to have this amazing career, Port Adelaide, mate. We've had so many amazing guests. I don't think there's been any better than this, Fee. Dave, oh. I don't think there's been any better than this. That's awesome. what he to all these, you know, um, all, all everyone that comes on. But no, nah, thank you, Rob. <laughs> and right. also, I mean, like the, the the early '90s. I mean, that era of football was absolutely amazing. I mean, how many hangers were taken? I mean, you're the king yep. of hangers. Every week, there was more opportunities because the ball was coming in yeah. fast and long. So it was such exciting times, in the early '90s. Absolutely. I think everybody loved that era of football because there was some high marking still. There's little bits and pieces every now and then, but not like it used to be, and you were there as well. Uh, mate, good luck with Dancing with the Stars and all the Melbourne supporters. Yeah. Make sure you vote for this man because he's an absolute super, superstar, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Gav, go well, brother. Thanks, Robbo. Cheers. See you, man. Oh, I love him. He's a really good guy, isn't he? I love him. He's just a ripper. Um and I think everybody loves him too. Um, sorry, guys, I lost all your questions. Um, it jumped off the screen to me, and I can see that there's a few there now. Um, I played against Gav, um, but he was up the other end of the ground for me uh, in that, I don't know, he sort of went forward as his career sort of um, twilighted. And you um, didn't go back. I never <laughs> went back. <laughs> Melinda, oh, that's a great comment. Read that out, Dave. I put that up on the screen for everybody. Yeah, yeah let's, let's highlight this. Players in your day were stronger and played real footy. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, you can only play the way that you're allowed to play, um, you know, within the parameters of the rules. And, and the game has changed. And I think the game has changed medically for the better. I mean, for the future of a lot of footballers. And I know, look, God, is my era talk about their aches and pains now. And it's a real issue and there's a lot to do with this and that's why we've sort of knee-jerked and changed the game. And it's important, I, I understand it, but sometimes I do wonder, and we talked about this last week, didn't we, with the Van Ruin situation. If you're not playing a natural sort of, with natural aggression and you're pulling back, well, that's when injuries tend to happen. There's nothing that you can do in sport to mitigate against injury. It's going to happen. <laughs> yes, head injuries, and I know the NFL have done a lot in this space to, to fix that issue up. Um, but you can't stop all of it. And so changing the rules about how many weeks you get for head high hits and, you know, the effect of people getting hurt. I think it was Brownie in the dark a couple of weeks ago when we interviewed Campbell Brown that said, if someone punches someone in the head and deliberately tries to hurt, I think we all know when that happens. Mm. when they're not trying to hurt and it incidentally, accidentally happens, come on now. Yeah. Just let it go. And that's what we lived with. We knew that we went hard. I remember right in the MCG, beautiful, sunny, hot day, early season. We're playing against Essendon. Again, Essendon comes up. And it was one of the Johnson. I think it was Mark Johnson. He's 20 metres beyond the ball, um, maybe 50 metres on 50 metres back. And the ball's kicked at the wing, and it's right in the middle of both of us. And we're going flat knacker at the ball. And you could see, I could see his eyes looking at my eyes, not the ball, because we knew where the ball was. And we knew both knew what was coming. This is what we've trained for, and this is what coaches have told us. It's your turn to go. You've got to go. 
You've got to show your strength, how much you want the ball. I want it more than you. I'm stronger than you. That's stuff that men think. And we both connected after this 50-meter run-up like two freight trains because he was a nugget. Like he was a, And I knew it was going to hurt, but I couldn't pull out. I knew I couldn't. I knew my dad was watching. I knew all the Melbourne fans were watching. I wasn't scared. I was looking forward to it. Uh, I, I hated how I felt after it, <laughs> but it's it's stuff that I remember, you know. Yeah, well. And it was fair. He didn't throw an elbow up. He didn't hit me. We just met. We both went down. We both sore after it, but we appreciated it. And that's what yeah. Van Ruin was doing. He was just going for the ball. Didn't get him in the in the face. Cricked his neck a bit. Move on. Um. The other question's a great question, guys. Um, we weren't able to get that to it, but let's talk. Uh, Dave and I were talking uh, early today about um, doing some segments because we don't have segments, do we? <laughs> no, because we're unprepared. <laughs> but we could do a segment. Well, we will try one. We'll try one on you guys. What do you think? I wanted to do one now, right? Let's just see if this works. And we'll work a prize in, and maybe it's Juju Coffee. Uh, from Gavin Wanganese, Juju Coffee. We'll talk a little bit more about that interview in a minute. But can you name who's the quickest to name these two players? I just found a photo. Go. Who gets it first? There's only 11 people watching. <laughs> who's going to get this first? Come on now. What about... It would really not be hard to have music. Uh... Gary's asking a question. Was Michael Long looking at Troy Simmons? Gary Hughes Gary's right with Bennett. Got Correct. one. Who's the, who's the other guy? you got to get the other guy. Michael Pistana de Silva. Good. I don't know. Yeah, that's good, though. <laughs> Bennett's one. Steve's yes. in, yep. Darren Bennett. We know what he did with football and where he went. Jackson, yes. Steve. Ricky Jackson and Darren Bennett, yes. Nikki, Nikki. gives us the full names. I think it's got to be full names. Yeah, I think so. I think Nikki's the winner. Winner, winner. Juju dinner. Look at Ricky. What's he wearing? He's wearing ill-fitting leggings. And Darren Bennett's wearing... Look at, can you have a look at Darren Bennett's quads? Oh, I want that coffee, Melinda Wood. I, you know what? I'm going to get I'm gonna get uh, Gav to send us over a whole box of this Juju coffee, the pods, and we're going to do giveaways every week. What do you reckon? Yeah. Can you we- fl- fl- flick up the... Um, the website for Juju Coffee. I can try that. Can you try doing that for me? Was Bennett wearing PJs? They were awful. Awful. <laughs> What's the prize, Robbo? It is it's Juju, Juju coffee. coffee. So this is it, guys. And I want to talk about the, the Juju Coffee. Not for long. But it's ethically sourced coffee, which I think we all understand what that means. And it is sustainable. Is that right? It's yeah. It's um, because you know how most of the Nespresso capsules they can't be recycled, mm. and so it looks like this is um. They says on the here that they are compostable coffee capsules. So not only is it good for quality, it looks like it's good for the planet. Good, and That's it's compatible website. with Nespresso coffee machines. That's the website. If you've got a um, pod, a coffee. Machine apparently, yep. these juju coffee capsules are um universal, adaptable to well, I don't know about adaptable, but they're universal. Yeah, <laughs> they're a bit of a utility, like Gavin Wanganee was, they can go anywhere. There, there you go, he's uh, one. Yeah, you like that? That's yes. good. Bennett was a massive kick, 70 minutes. Did he play over? He played was, NFL, 
He played, but then he played for the West Coast Eagles as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he did. Did he? Am I right in saying that? Did he play? Because he was before my time. I was a young man in Tassie. And then he went to the NFL and I played think, for the San Diego Chargers. Can I tell you a story? We went to the San Diego Chargers. I, four of my mates while he I was... He did. He played for the Eagles. When I um, was playing for Melbourne in my early, early days, I went to America with Brent Gergich. Who remembers Brent Gergich? Uh, Alistair Nicholson. I'm sure you remember Alistair mm-hmm. Nicholson. Good Perth boy. Claremont mm-hmm. boy. Uh, and Mark Bradley, another Perth boy. I think he was East Fremantle, the mm. Sharks. Is that right? Mm-hmm. He, he did. He played one or two games uh, for Melbourne, one of my friendship groups early, and we went over. Mark Bradley was living with a family over here that Darren Bennett lived with when he was billeted out with his family when he first came to Melbourne. And so they had this kinship. So Braddles organised us when we were in America to go and visit Darren Bennett in San Diego, and we stayed at his house one night. And he was, you know, a big deal in the NFL at the time. And he took us down to the charges. We went through the whole thing. Uh, it was amazing. What the NFL had then back in the 90s still is massively better than what we've got now at the AFL level. It was phenomenal. It blew our minds. And I remember standing, watching training, going, they're not that big. And then they all walked off the ground and it was like, as they all muscles and huge guys training facility was amazing and then we went out that night with um him in his big f250 f150 yeah those um yeah big pickup trucks big pickup trucks truck you lived in america you know what they're like over there they love their big cars and uh we pulled up to this a Japanese sushi bar restaurant, but it was a nightclub as well. It was phenomenal. And I was not allowed. I was 19 to go out and drink. But because I was with Darren Bennett, the punter for San yeah, Charges, he pulled his F-250 up to the front of this establishment. And the, what do they call him, the, the bellboy or the, the guy that parks the cars? Yeah. He said, you can't park your car here. And he goes, I don't give a shit. He threw the keys to him and walked off. And we're just like... And he just caught the keys and he, and he dealt with it. He said, we don't park cars here. He goes, I don't care. I'm going in. And he went in and parked his car for him. And well, yeah. it's a big deal. And we got the perf- We got the best table. Because we had the guy that snapped the ball between his legs to the yep. quarterback with us as well. And he was a stoner. <laughs> was he? Yeah. The guy that caught the ball? Stoner. We went to his house He's probably after. got a lot of pressure. We went to his house after and he lived up catch in the hills of San Diego. Have you been to San Diego? Uh, no. Phenomenal place. He lived in this million dollar mansion in the hills overlooking the bay. Imagine oh that. Oh my God. And all phenomenal. he does is catch the ball and put no, it down. No, all he does is put the ball between his leg to the quarterback. And that's it, like tunnel ball. Well, then he blocks. Tunnel but, ball guy. But apparently he was the only guy that could flick the Get ball between his leg. stoned and still play. Yeah, be stone <laughs> hammered. And split the ball so that the laces were always the perfect spot whenever the... Yeah, I reckon I could perfect that and make a career out of it and get a million-dollar mansion in San Diego. I missed my calling. You did. Damn it. In, um, do you like marijuana that much? You could do that, John. No. When the D's get a, when will the D's get a proper training facility in the G? about this. Gary Hughes asked. And, yeah, it's it's an ongoing thing with Melbourne. It, it always feels like we're on the precipice Piss of... Piss off back to Victoria Park, Collingwood. Yeah, so we can have... 
We How did that happen? We were supposed to have that, but we just weren't quick enough. Colin, we got there before us and we didn't get it. Um, can I do a shout-out to my awesome ex-coach, Neil Danaher, and my ex-captain, David Neitz, and some of my um, teammates that are in a car that travel around. Or, you know, we do the... the um, the Danaher Drive every single year. We raise money every year to enter a car. We need to raise $10,000 to enter a car. I think it actually might be more now. Uh, flick up this uh, website for me, Dave-O, as I talk about it. The big freeze um, at the G is coming up. We know about that. And then fundraising is starting now. So big freeze at Bell's Hotel with Andy, Ga- Andy and Gazy, Friday, 26th of May. You've got the website there, Dave, Dave, I know. All you got to do is, I don't know, how do we do this? Because Google search it. Google search <laughs> this. I think that's the only way to do it. Or maybe we will leave this Big link or something. Big freeze with Andy. Yeah, we can put it on the Facebook page. We'll put it on the Facebook page. Please buy a ticket and come along, guys. I'm going to be playing music with one of the most amazing guitarists you've ever heard in your life. He's, his name's Brett Wood, and he's a guitarist for um, Pete Murray. Uh, great Australian artist. Wow. He's fantastic. Uh, I'll be playing some music with him. Nita will be there with some of my ex-teammates. And we're going to be raising money to enter our car into the Danaher Drive this year. Some amazing stuff happening on this day into the evening. SEN will be there live uh, with, obviously, Andy and Gazy. And we'll be doing some announcements as well. And we may, I'm sure, the big fella, the great man, might make an appearance so book into this if you want to and come and i'm sure nikki naditza nolan will be there she's everywhere she loves to get involved in these things so we'll see you there i'd love to go but i'm away you're away you're away next week you're in new york new york city new york still in the playoffs no they're out they're gone Celtics lost today against Miami too, but we're not talking about that either. No, I don't think they're a concern. They'll, they'll win that. Um, you had one other photo you wanted yes. to share? Oh, See. I've got one thing to share too. Have you? Yeah. Good forgot. time you brought something to the party. Gosh. So um, the nothing. postman came yesterday and... Um, I know where this is going. <laughs> this T-shirt that I think you all want to see. And got it there's a story. Robert! <laughs> yeah! Take your stupid cardigan off and leave that on, I'm please. I'm so comfortable in my cardigan. <laughs> stupid cardigan. Look at it. Look at this, <laughs> everyone. Robert! You've got my dog. <laughs> yeah, it's you on my t shirt. It's you. That's brilliant. That's amazing. And, so get this right. It's actually quite good. Uh, I don't know. I like the pink. Yeah. I'm going to get one of these. I don't think so. We've already discussed this. <laughs> so not a the, good look to me to be walking so around with I that. Just, I need to sit like this so everyone can see. Oh. Right, the glory days. That's oh. right. You know, you guys, I'm going to do that other version of the shirt too. We all know that. No, you're not. Um, the Postman, because <laughs> remember last week when we did the show, I ordered the Robbo shirt and I got it delivered to Russell Robinson. So the Postman came and goes, Russell? <laughs> to your... <laughs> To my wife. My wife goes, what? And she goes, Russell Robinson. And my wife goes, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, okay, I'll take it. Okay. 
And she was like, oh, do I say he doesn't live here? Or And he just goes, consider it delivered. <laughs> and it was almost like maybe he watches the show and goes like, yeah. yeah. Well, he was like, I know Russell Robinson is. He's a big Robo Live fan. Yeah. <laughs> Were you hanging around at Davo's house during lockdown? Oh, my God. I love it. You gotta, I'm going to make you wear that for a week. Uh, wear it in New York. I'll, I'll take it to New York with me take and I'll take a photo York. and I'll send you a photo for the show. <laughs> He's going to have to try and do the show while I'm away too. What do you think? Let him cure it a go. I reckon Without you, I'm going to have to manage all of this stuff. I've got one more photo. That's oh, yeah. hilarious. Well done. Thanks. Um, I think a punishment for me if I do anything wrong is I must have wear that around for a day. It'd be so weird walking into a cafe oh. with my own T-shirt on. <laughs> Hi. Just a coffee for... Robbo. For me. <laughs> Robbo. <laughs> I liked how one of the people said, oh, my God, Gavin Wanganeen's highlight package was longer than Robbo's. Uh, that was Nicky, show. yeah. <laughs> well, we're, with what am I sharing? Be easy. We're on the whiskey this evening in the old... No, um, non-such whiskey. The non-such whiskey. Where's our next bottle? Non-such. Uh, great Tasmanian <laughs> sponsors of the show. They've got some really good stuff. Another website you can just find. Non-such is a the Tasmanian brand of... You know, some really good fortified stuff. And we got another photo. Is that the photo? You yeah, please put, put this up? up. I'd like to talk about this guy for a second. Who remembers the great man? Give me your name. Of course, you know, uh, we did a, just before we did the, uh, the guess that, the, can you remember? What would order to call that segment? That's another thing. We've got to figure that out. Guess who? Guess who? <laughs> That'll do. Jeez, well done. Thought long and hard about this. Really hard. Who's this guy? Come on. This is easy. Shawnee White, that's exactly right. Sean White, and the only reason I put this up today, guys, because it's a shout-out to one of our superstars of the past. This guy, um, probably a bit... Um, for Melbourne supporters, I, I feel like everyone loves Shawnee White. But does do, do you remember Sean White? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the most athletic. Yeah, great mark. Some of the stories... Are, yeah, great mark, running back with the fight of the ball. Mm, better than you. He was a good guy, a tricky guy. <laughs> Yes, he went too soon, Gary. Yeah. Um, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Always wanted to help out. Was always there for Melbourne. Um, lived a, a, a not, I'm going to say perfect life because I didn't know everything about the man, but he didn't drink, didn't smoke, very healthy. Um, contracted cancer, obviously. Got cancer and, and passed away way too soon. Very sad. 38 years ago to the day. Today, he made his, I don't know if that, how that works, but because it's not a Saturday or whatever, but he made his debut for the Melbourne Football Club 38 years ago today. So, very courageous player and superstar gone too soon. That's um, Oops. That's been a wonderful Oops. show, Dave. What are you doing? You're throwing up all the pass plays now. Oh, there we go. Um, we've got nothing else. I don't think we've got no. anything else. We said we were going to be quick tonight. It's been about an hour. It's pretty good. It's really good. We're not going to crap on like last time. We got in trouble for crapping on. Yeah. Apparently, we crap on. Your wife told you off for crapping on. We said we crap. Which you is- guys crap on too much. Stop we- crapping on. Actually, I'm going to ask you one question. Uh, you said you supported Carlton growing <laughs> up. That's interesting. You just wanted to highlight that. It's not mm-hmm. a question. It's a statement. That's correct. So I barracked for Carlton because my old man barracked for Carlton. And during the war years, my grandfather was here in Melbourne and he was in the Air Force and he was stationed out in Carlton. And I think that's where it all started. He met his wife out there, moved back to Tasmania, and I think he just carried that home with him. So um, Very good. you just you grow up with it. I know, I know, terrible, 
terrible to be Barry McCartan. Is Gary saying it's bad that I'm Barry McCartan or is the show shit? <laughs> no, I think he's saying great show, no shit. Yeah. I don't sh- like crap on, okay. crap on, like don't, no, no crap. No crap on. Oh, I love it. Great use of the emojis. Yep, join in next week. Who have we got next week? Is it? Uh, it's uh, is it Fremantle? Fremantle at the G, correct. I have to find a Fremantle. <laughs> you can have my dad. He's here. Yeah, you know my dad. Every time he comes over from Perth, and he's a Freo supporter, I, I go overseas. Yeah, yeah, good on you. Good on you. I would too. Because you're a West Coast, he's Freo. How does that work? See you later. <laughs> so yeah, you need a guest for next week. A Freo. We'll get the wizard guess. on. Get the wizard. Get the wizard back. Get him back. We had him on, didn't we? Yep, Steve. We'll get the wiz. No problem. I said we get him in the room with me because you're not going to be here. You're in New York. The wiz. All right. Thank you for joining us again on Robo Live. Check us out, Spotify, podcast, Google Podcasts, all of those things. And we're always on Facebook if you need to find us. I'm going to get some past players on too soon. David needs. I've got to get my old mate in the room drinking a whiskey with me. And actually, I've got another special guest, an ex-Adelaide player who lives around the corner from me. He cannot wait to come and have a non-such whiskey with us. There you go. We'll leave that as a surprise. We will see you. Well, I will see you next week. Dave, I won't see you on Robo Live. Yes, Jeff, well, I play for Freo, but he's in Queensland. I can't, into, can't get him in. I might have to get him on the Zoom. See you guys. Go Dees as always. Get a win over there against Port Adelaide. You're beauty. Love the T-shirt. It's coming home. It's coming home, Ben. Hey, Miller, the curse is finally over. The curse is finally over. Remember, guys, we wrote the rules of the game. We wrote the rules back in, or was it 150 years ago? We wrote the rules. This win is largely due to the support of you guys. Hey, guys, we're back again. Russell Robertson live. <laughs> Out of nowhere! Out of nowhere!